Now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes podcast. I want to give a shout out real quick to our sponsors of tonight's show before we continue on with tonight's post-it notes. I want to give a shout out to the team at Tolly and Associates. Thank you, Don Tolly, and the team so much for everything you guys do. Also, want to give a shout out to um, Nikki Grom and the team there at Barnes Roofing. Also want to give a shout out to Dave and Jen Schoberl. Also want to give a shout out to Rob and Stacey Astuter. And I also want to give a shout out to Pat Lyle and his team there at American Family. And I also want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Jennifer Martin and the team at Little Caesars, locally loaned in St. Joseph. You can find those locations at 22nd and Mitchell and on Ashland Avenue. Thank you guys so much for your contributions and support of the podcast. It is so much appreciated. It is appreciated more than you'll ever Ever know. Without further ado, let's continue on with tonight's episode of the Post-it Notes. And welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Groots. Tonight it is Saturday, October the 1st, 2022. It is another edition of the Post-it Notes, and we have a lot of news in the MIAA to cover. First of all, let's start out with the game here in our Northwest Missouri area. Missouri Western making the trip to Northwest this afternoon to take on the Bearcats. The first time since 2018, the Missouri Western Northwest Series has returned to Maryville. Both teams are coming off week four losses. Griffins have lost two in a row. Griff's looking for their first win in the series since 2012. Northwest looking to continue their dominance in the in the series. For the first almost for the first two quarters, it felt like a feeling out process until about 12 seconds in the f- left in the first half. Missouri Western would get a field goal from Cody Watson to take a 3-0 lead into the locker room. Griffin's defense held the Bearcats to 43 yards of total offense and two first downs. But the game would change after that. First possession of the second half, Savannah native Jaden Brady takes the kick off 42 yards. That sets up a Robert Rowery 43-yard touchdown run to give Northwest its first lead of the game. Bearcats would also add two Cole Lamel field goals to take a 13-3 lead into the fourth quarter. Lamel would kick a 22-yard field goal in the fourth to cap off the scoring. And for the ninth consecutive season, the Bearcats would defeat the Griffins 16-3 was the final score. The defense, despite allowing 336 yards of total offense to Missouri Western, held the Griffins to just three points. We had the opportunity to catch up with Bearcat coach, Rich Wright during today's post-game press conference to talk today's victory over Missouri Western. Uh, Coach, 3-0 at halftime there. Just uh, what was what was the message at halftime? It seemed like uh, it was a defense battle, obviously, but what was the message at halftime? It was just, you know, we, we were going to have to overcome adversity this week with the injuries that we've had the last two weeks. I mean, you know, um, obviously I can't talk about that on Tuesday, and I can't, you know, I, I just can't talk about those things. But I knew um, where this was going to go, and we just tried to play complementary football. And we know what our strength is right now, and obviously it's our defense. And, you know, we worked really hard this week to do a better job of not turning the ball over and, uh, you know, just take what opportunities we could get. Uh, the halftime message was was really this. It was just... You know, we talked on Friday Friday night. The thing I asked them is I said, diversity is going to happen in this football game. What are you going to do about it? And they gave me some generic answers, but, but really when I went in the locker room at halftime, I said, okay, where are our deficiencies? And 
talked about us not making blocks to point of attack and we needed to track their movement better. Uh, then came out, need to start to generate some momentum, get some first downs. Said, do we have some open shots? Yes. Said, okay, so that's the offensive side. Defensively, what you, you, you get my drift. And just talking through that with them like that in a really calm manner, just like I'm talking to you, I think settled them down. And so they just came out and they executed. And, and I said, we don't have to win the football game with our offense, with our defense, or with our special teams. It's the totality of the group that it's gonna, then it's gonna ter- that's going to determine whether we succeed or fail. And, and they did a good job going out and executing. Coach, um, that, uh, that first possession of the second half, how big was that Roberts 43-yard touchdown? How big was that to get that on the board? It was huge, but really back up. It, was, it started by JB's kickoff return you know, changing field position. So when you're a defensive coach, just the fact that we had the ball on the 40-yard line, I knew I was going to get positive field position out of it. Then we ran that counter play, and Rob being able to take off, and it was it was kind of perfect timing because we had just come out of the locker room, we had just talked about these things, and then our kids went out and executed it. And that kind of that kind of flipped the script a little bit for us today. And we've known Jamar and just seen Robert continuously get better. Just what are you seeing from him and his play uh, as the weeks advance? Robert's a tough kid. Robert's an unselfish kid. Robert's always in it for what's best for the football team. But when he got his opportunity today, he played well. Um, you know, we leaned on him heavily and uh, he showed up. You know, he's 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 the stereotypical Bearcat. He's a program kid. He's the first guy in the weight room and the last guy out of it. And so I was really happy for him to have some success today. And, yeah, you talked last week about just feeling like you needed that spark and you were one play away from getting that. Uh, did you feel like you got that on, on JB's return there and then, again, with Robert made that play as well? Yeah, I think it just – it finally everybody was like, okay, no, the old man's not full of you-know-what. Um, it was just about execution. It was just about 11 guys on a snap going out and doing their job, and we hit two of them. Uh, within two plays of each other, and it just really lit a spark for the rest of our football team. And then once we scored, I was talking to the defense on the bench, and I just said, 7-3, we don't give up any points, we win. And so that was kind of our mantra for the rest of the day. And speaking of defense, you guys played well when Missouri Western got in the red zone. Keeping them off, because like you said, 7-3, if they take any touchdown on those red zones, it could be a different game. Just talk about your red zone defense today. Um, you know, it's that's all on the kids. You know, we did a good job of, of executing down there. Um, as the field constricts, it, it actually helps you defensively because, you know, your deep shots and things like that, you don't have to be as cognizant of. So it allows you to focus in and hone in a little bit more on what they do, and, and I thought we executed well. They were really going after Khalil today. Um, probably said something about what Trayvon's doing on the other side, but how, how do you like how he responded? Got a couple PIs, but a lot no, of passes. I, I, thought, I thought Khalil played outstanding today, and he was matched up on their best receiver a lot of the day. And, you know, it's uh, I think what it's, it's really not – so many people look at statistics, right? And so Khalil got beat on a couple balls. He's our first-team all-conference kid. You know, it's kind of funny how that works. Uh, so it, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just an ebb and flow, uh, but I thought he played lights out. For just, there was a couple plays where you had uh, Reagan under pressure. Your defense forced him to, out of the pocket. Elijah Green, two sacks. So what does that do in your front? 
get that pressure and just ease off for the DBs? Yeah, if we can, you know, what we try to do is we try and get the quarterback to either skate east or west. What we don't want him to do is step up. And we only got hurt by that one time all day. So I was proud of the effort. We talk about our defensive linemen, when they rush, they rush as four. They don't rush as one. So it's not me beating this guy. It's how we all fit together in the schematics of what we do. That first drive where they got in the field goal range there was a lot of short, quick pop throws. Uh, were there any adjustments to try to take that away and take give you pass rush for the time? Yeah, there were continuous adjustments throughout the day. I mean, we switched coverages to, and and at two by two, three by one, um, we changed coverages at least three or four times, and then went back. Um, so it's just what are the what are you going to give up? What are you going to take away? And and so that's kind of the cat and mouse game we played throughout the day. Once we got back to the second half, so the coverage adjustment we started the game with, we were getting hurt a little bit on the RPO stuff, and they were running the ball off tackle. So what we did is is we switched to something that put our backer in better position to defend both, but it kind of hangs your safety out to dry. We call it out court trio. Um, once we got once we got to a point in the game where we felt like they had to throw the ball, and then we went back to that adjustment. So, uh, Zero turnovers, and I know you've talked a lot about uh, taking care of the football better. Just uh, how big is that? What can you say about what the team's been doing to uh, take care of the ball? Well, we, unfortunately, we did have the one with Jay Harris early. But um, other than that, you know, we just, we just need to take care of the football. And that's a priority uh, in everything that we're doing. We've given up way too many turnovers um, in the first – three football games, or it's four now, right? Or first four football games, and this was week five. Yeah, so we just we just have to be better with the football. Um, you know, I thought Braden did a good job of managing the game. Uh, Braden was a kid that couldn't couldn't go back in the game, okay? So Braden, Braden wasn't, wasn't, you know, sidelined last week. Braden couldn't physically go back in the game. Mike couldn't play this week, okay? Braden didn't feel good all week, and I was super proud of that kid for what he went out there and did because anybody that wants to walk down to my locker room and look at his side right now, um, it's not a pretty picture. Um, but he is a tough son of a gun, and he went out there and battled. And, you know, he didn't have his best stuff today, but he went out and managed our game and, you know, gave us a chance to win in the end. So I was proud of that. Uh, Jay obviously getting some carries today. That's uh, obviously you've got injuries at that position too. Yep. But what what has he done to to earn those reps? He's he's just a big physical kid. Um, he he's an 18 year old kid, but looks like a 22 year old man. And you know, so he's physically ready. We had to make a decision there on what we wanted to do. We felt like our running back situation was such that we needed to have you know, we needed to have his presence. So we decided to pull the red shirt, which means he's going to play. Moving forward, we hope that he starts to learn more of the playbook as he goes. Um, but he gives us a different dynamic. And what can you say about the offensive line uh, today? You know, 100, uh, 129 yards rushing, keeping right clean all day. Just what can you say about and, uh, the improvement on the line today? You know they did they did a good job in the second half. Um, you know the first half wasn't great. Um, you know I think we had 21 yards rushing, 
in the first half and uh, you know that that wasn't acceptable but the fact of the matter is is we went in and made adjustments at halftime and fixed the problem um, I think in the first series we doubled the number of first downs we had in the first series of the second or second series of the second half so uh, they did a good job of keeping us off the field uh, the third quarter Missouri Western was on the field the entire time uh, and that really helped give us a break on defense because we played 44 snaps in the first half those uh Third and long set in the first half, obviously, you guys were running the ball on those. Is that just like, I kind of feel like you have to do that with your injury situation right now and we're right into that? It was a little bit of that, yeah. A little bit of the mentality that we weren't going to put people in situations where they had to try and do too much. Um, we felt like our defense could, could hang and play all day, and so we were just playing a field position game for a while. Did it feel different to you coaching that kind of way um, compared to like previous weeks just with the injuries and making Braden more manage the game than actually go out there and sling it around? But did it feel different from a coaching perspective? No, because since 2017, I mean, what have we been pretty good at? Defense. Yeah, so I've had to win a lot of games that way. And so it was, it was almost kind of like home. Um, it didn't bother me a bit. Um, you know, was I was I concerned that we did weren't having more success offensively early? Absolutely. You know, and that's something we got to continue to address. And hopefully, the injuries uh, situation helps that. But uh, you know, another kid that came in and played and battled today. How about KG? How about Kashan coming in and making that big catch that that flipped the field and took it to really a. Uh, and get us another field goal. You know, all those all those guys playing hurt uh, and not being able to be in all week, uh, but playing a small role at critical times is is what helped set us up to win. We're gonna run out a few stats real quick before we hear some, from some of the Bearcat players. Northwest was led in rushing today by Robert Rowery with 84 yards on 15 carries. Had that 143-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter. Elijah Green, another outstanding great game for the Maryville native. Had eight tackles and two sacks. Isaac Volstead also had a game high, nine tackles on the game for the Bearcat D. We also caught up with Rowery Green and quarterback Braden Wright after today's game. Elijah, Robert, uh, the... Uh, Rich just talked about how Braden battled the day to even be on the field. Now he's obviously in pain right now. What's that say about your quarterback or one of your quarterbacks that uh, he's able to put it all out there and play a full game when he's in pain? Uh, I can take this one first, but yeah. um, I think it just shows kind of the competitor and the warrior that he is. Um, no nicks, no bruises, or even if it's anything super serious is going to hold him back. Um, obviously, he battled through so much adversity last season. It's just a blessing to have him still on the team. Um, so it's just such an encouragement. And, you know, some of us guys are going through nicks and bruises. They can look at him and be like, okay, he's going through something far worse. We can push through. Um, all of those guys that are banged up, you know, Braden's going through much worse than what we are. And if he's pushing through, so can we. So it's just an encouragement to all of us out there. I mean, yeah, he's leader of the team, captain, probably shows some of the most heart that you see out there. Um, and just a lot of guys are like nicks and bruises and we're like kind of questionable about going in the game. And you see this man put the pads on and they're like, okay, it's go time. And I think that just says a lot about his character and how he, how he is. Robert, take us through that. Obviously that touchdown run to to go up 7-3 there at the beginning of the half. What did you see on that play? How how good to feel getting the open field? A uh, little counter play and just stayed really patient behind uh, the pulling uh, pulling guard and pulling tight end. Not pulling tight end, but pulling guards. And just kind of opened up there at the end and 
all I saw was green grass and explode through it and the O-line did a great job right there. Mm -hmm. Elijah, this is another game with multiple sacks for you, so uh, just what did you see out there today? Um, it was just their tackle. Um, he had a banged up wrist, so he kind of had that club on. So it was something we were trying to take advantage of um, all game. And I felt like I started to beat him pretty consistently throughout uh, the quarters went on. Um, so we were just trying to find things that we could work on, uh, inside moves, taking edges, things like that, just to try to feel out what were they, their strengths, what were their weaknesses, things like that. And we kind of found some weaknesses on the edge that they were giving up there. So um, just tried to rush as a unit with all four of us, and it just happened to be my lucky day to get consistent with a couple sacks. Yeah, and they're, I mean, it seemed like you guys, Coach obviously mentioned that you like moving them east to west, and um, there's a lot of deep balls just weren't connecting because of the pressure. So. Mm -hmm. You guys doing your jobs, how easy does it make it for the DBs? Um, I think it, it probably takes some pressure off of off of their backs sometimes, um, but this it's only mutual. When they get hands-on, it makes our job a lot easier too. So um, we're just blessed to have a secondary and, and uh, linebackers as well that can get some hands-on and buy us some time to, to get to the quarterback. Elijah, they had three trips to the red zone, but only one field goal to show for. Just what can you say about the uh, uh, defense when they get pinned back like that? Yeah, we kind of gave up uh, too many long drives throughout the game. That was something that we were disappointed in, something we will look to fix uh, moving forward. Um, but, you know, when we got backed up and we got closer and closer uh, to the end zone, we just were like, okay, we have to get it down. We have to hold it to a kick. Um, and, and we did that consistently, and we got lucky that they missed two of them. But obviously the goal is to not even let them get a kick. We can just let them punt the ball to us. That's the, the, the ultimate result there. Um, but, you know, we just try to stay, stay consistent with our coverages, with our rushes, things like that, so we can get the ball off the ramp, spill it to the mic, so he can make the plays. Braden, obviously uh, you kind of knew going in that you were going to have to take all the snaps today, and uh, obviously you're hurting a little bit. So what was it like uh, getting ready for this game? No, it was really just a normal week. I mean, uh, just the absence of a mic, obviously. Uh, we tried to, you know, we're trying to run our offense. Obviously, you guys can see we're trying to establish our run game and because, you know, we got great backs and we got a great run blocking offensive line. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's a typical week, though, in the fact that we literally stayed right on schedule. Like, just because guys are hurt and guys are banged up, like, we, I mean, it's just business as usual. We got to show up to the office every day and just work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was nothing was different this week. We prepared this week like we would any other week, truthfully. So, yeah, just a normal week. And someone asked here earlier to coach about, you know, the offensive line was able to keep you clean throughout throughout the mm -hmm. game and with the injury. How important was that in just your own line's pass blocking today when you guys yeah. did drop back and pass? I mean, we had stuff schemed up a little bit to help with that, but, I mean, we got full confidence in our offensive line. And, you know, I felt comfortable back there. I was never felt like I was in a rush. Uh, maybe have some one and that was probably my own doing for moving to the wrong spot but uh you know they they go out there and give it everything they got every single week and it's so easy to get behind guys like that and want to play behind them because you know you know those guys are going to fight for you uh till they can't fight anymore as well so you know I'm just so proud of them it's just it's amazing to watch them play amazing to watch them fight every single day you took a big hit to end that or one of those series and the first play of the next one you went deep to KG and what uh, Takes us through that play, what what that was like, uh, getting back out there and, and kind of knowing you had to make a play there. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of those all game where we had chances and I missed them. Uh, you know, that was kind of like one of the last shot plays we were going to probably take on the on the day, and that was really the only one I felt like I had any pressure on, and that was just because it was moving the pocket. I probably got too far off my spot, but, you know, I mean, KG's battled too. That guy, that guy's banged up. He went up and made a play, and 
that's that's a guy like that. You just you really just sit there on your spot and chuck it and give that guy a chance. He's he can run like nobody's business. And I mean, he went up and made a play. He caught punts for his grade all day. I mean, yeah, that guy's a trooper. He he deserves a lot of credit for what our offense was able to do today. That was a huge play in the game. How big, how big was that? How big was that? Um, that fumble recovery on that kickoff. It's huge. Um, completely changed momentum right there. Um, really sparked energy for our sideline. Uh, Eliza, Rich, talk about how the offense was battling, but then when you get that 7-3 lead, he kind of told you guys, like, that should be enough. Like, don't let him score the rest of the game. What, mm -hmm. Take us through that, talk a little bit, and just that general mindset in the defense. Yeah, we kind of came to the bench, and we just were in the mindset of if they don't score, they don't win. Um, so we just tried to do everything we can just to keep them out of the red zone and to keep them as far away from, from that goal line as possible. Um, so we just try to stay back to our basics, you know, get the ball off the ramp, let the mic make the plays. Um, if it's in the passing game, we got to get pressure on them, affect the throw, things like that. Just stay true to who we are. We don't need to do anything special. Um, we just need to do our job, and that's it. Uh, Brandon or Robert, you know, that first half, things was uh, still kind of settling in. So just what were some of the conversations between the offense uh, to get the ball moving in the second half and uh, score 16 on three points? Uh, we went in the halftime, and I think most of the skill guys were – we knew stuff was working and was going to be working, and uh, we just got together. And basically we had Clarence today, he said, to be or to do in our uh, – little pregame meeting and I think we kind of took that to heart and I decided I think we decided to do uh, pound the rock take control of the line of scrimmage and I think that's what we did Clarence Green yep oh, yeah. okay yep yeah. uh, Mr. President Brandon you guys uh, picked up or you picked up a couple key first downs with your legs too Rich kind of talked about they didn't want to go to that too mm -hmm. much today obviously but um, what's how was that knowing kind of picking your spots on when to run I mean, that was one thing I had talked about to, with them like before the game is I was going to go till I couldn't anymore. Uh, you know, obviously they called in light of how my body felt, but I was I didn't want that to hold back their calling. I was like, just let me go. I'll go as long as I can. Um, thankfully, got through the whole game. Um, you know, I, if they call runs for me, I'm trying to do everything I can to to help the team move the ball, move the, keep the defense off the field. Really, that was what the first half the biggest. Part of the point of the game was we made the defense play what was it 44 snaps in the first half mm -hmm. it's way too many we got to I mean we got to keep them off the field let them rest at least so that's what I was willing to you know I'm willing to run the ball if they want me to I'm willing to run the ball whenever try to pick up first downs and move the chains keep the clock rolling and keep our defense on the sideline and Elijah how much of a challenge was that for you and the rest of the defense to uh, have 44 snaps on defense that was in the first half um, we didn't necessarily look at it as it was something challenging. It was we got to take care of our business. Um, just because if the offense isn't, you know, killing it right there in the first half, that doesn't mean we can slack off and feel bad for ourselves. Um, so we knew that we just had to, you know, hang in the fray and keep battling every single snap, and eventually um, they're going to click, and we saw that happen. Um, so that was kind of the mindset of it. We just need to stay locked in, stay focused, do our job, and get off the field in three snaps. Rob, you were kind of that workhorse in that second half there, 81, I think 81, my stats went away. But um, how, uh, how, how did it feel? Obviously, you've waited your turn in this backfield. How did it feel to kind of have that pressure on your shoulders in the second half? Uh, it felt good. Um, like you said, I've just been waiting my turn, waiting my opportunity. And 
when the opportunity hits, you got to take advantage of it. Um, I, I think our O-line did great opening holes up for me, and uh, they got behind me and kept motivating me to keep doing better and get at least four pot. That's the goal, so O-line did a great job for me. Northwest is now 4-1 and one on the regular season. Missouri Western with today's loss. That is their third straight loss. They now drop to 2-3 and three on the season. Griffs did get 271 passing yards from Reagan Jones. He went 21 for 49 on the day with one interception. Also had big days in the receiving game today for the Griffs, which both Travion James and Benton alum Cooper Burton. James caught nine passes for 95 yards. Cooper Burton caught six passes for 101 yards. We also got some sound today from Griffin coach Matt Williamson. This is courtesy of Tommy Rezach, KFEQ Radio, and the Griffin Sports Network. Yeah, well, um, you know, that first half, I told our kids when we were in the locker room, I said we played good enough to win a football game, you know, mm -hmm. the first half. And then that second half um, came back out and um, didn't really produce, you know, and Northwest, you know, stepped up and, and got after us in that second half. Um, did some, you know, there was a lot of really good things, but we did put our defense in some really tough situations, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And, and you know, we had the opportunities. That first half we had opportunities two or three to put it in the box, you know, and get up, you know, and all we came away was three in the first half and then pretty much dismal in the second half. I think Northwest did a good job um, overall, you know, kind of adjusting, doing some different things. I think we got away. You know, they came up with a big return early, and then they hit us on the big run. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, we kind of got out of our game plan, I think, offensively a little bit and started calling some, you know, just more passing than, yeah. you know, just doing what we usually do. And so I was a little disappointed with that. You know, we'll have to talk about that and everything. But, you know, it's um, – it was, you know, disappointing. I mean, it was a good football team, two good football teams. Um, they came out on, you know, on the top end of us. But impressive, you know, defensive, you know, stops and did some great things in the first half, um, second half. Um, there's a couple of, you know, I'm sure you probably saw them. There's a couple. We left a couple guys open where they didn't complete the balls and stuff too where it could have got a little bit worse. So those are the things that we've got to eliminate. We, got, we can't put ourselves in those situations because, you know, seven points is going to, Pretty much lose your foot win or lose your football game, you know, and we've got to make sure that we stay on top, keep things in front. Offensively, we just got to be able to connect better. You know, we knew that they do a great job stopping the run. You know, we hit some, we did hit some run stuff, did some quarterback run stuff mm. with them, did a bunch of quite, quite a few decent things, you know, and especially the first two dri drives, two series that we had, even kind of had them on their heels. They played a bunch of snaps, and um, we didn't get back to doing that. And just, uh, it was uh, obviously disappointing. We had some. Special teams miscues, you know, we had a new uh, snapper in, and, you know, so our punt snaps were struggling all day. And then they hit us on the good, you know, the special teams, uh, the fake field goal, and it was yeah. fourth and one, and so oh, it was yeah. a good call on them on their part and everything. And Because we've been, you know, I think we blocked six field goals already, you know, extra points, and, you know, our kids give in, and I'm sure that's probably what they saw. And should have played back, played a little bit safer, and gave them the three. But, you know, anyway, um, disappointed obviously you can hear it in my voice but all you know we can do right now is just you know keep this the team together keep mm -hmm. uh keep focusing on what we can do and how we can do it and get back to the drum board on sunday other scores from the miaa today include central missouri getting their first win of the season with a 35 13 win over northeastern state central oklahoma continues their momentum after defeating northwest a week ago they routed lincoln this afternoon 45-3. to Pitt State continues their undefeated season by beating their rivals Missouri Southern 38-9. Emporia State getting a big win on the road today at Washburn. They defeat the Ichabods 42-35. And Nebraska Kearney runs their record to 4-1 on the season. They defeat Fort Hayes State 39-20. 
Also want to give a shout out to a couple of high school teams today in the in the Mid Buchanan softball tournament. The Dragons won the gold bracket today in eight innings over South Harrison five to four. Also in the silver bracket, North Platte was able to defeat Savannah to win that bracket. In the Bishop LeBlanc Volleyball Tournament, Savannah defeats LeBlanc in the championship game to win the LeBlanc Volleyball Tournament for the second straight season. Congratulations to all the teams today that competed in those tournaments. Until Monday, I hope all of you have a great rest of your weekend, and we will be back on Monday night for coverage of Lafayette and Benton Volleyball.